They also found that the increase in milk production of those mothers in the kangaroo care group positively affected the mother's maternal feelings and decreased their stress, which allowed them to more effectively bond with and develop relationships with their infants. They concluded by saying that kangaroo care is a very important intervention for promoting bonding between mothers and premature infants and increasing the mother's milk production. Welcome. I am your host, Nicole Nyberg. I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and also a proud preemie mama to my son, William, who just happens to be a former 23-weeker. So if you are a current or former NICU parent, you have come to the right place. I have been exactly where you are, and I know what you're going through. We will be discussing all things related to the neonatal intensive care unit for preterm and term infants, as well as some of the emotions and struggles parents endure along the way in the NICU and beyond. So tune in and get ready to become educated and empowered. This is the Empowering NICU Parents Podcast. While I make every effort to broadcast correct and up-to-date information, medicine is constantly evolving and advancing, and I continue to learn new things each day. Every NICU baby and their journey is different, and every institution varies in their practices as well. So please, always consult your obstetrician and your infant's physician for any medical issues or concerns. I am presenting from my personal experience and knowledge. My opinions do not represent that of my employers. If you have listened to my podcast previously or follow me on social media, you likely know that I am a huge advocate for skin-to-skin care or kangaroo care. You also might know that I strongly encourage and often speak to the importance of parental involvement and engagement in the NICU. For today's episode, we are going to review some recent research studies that not only show the importance of frequent skin-to-skin care, but the results actually show how the two topics impact one another. Now, before you get stressed out or stop playing this episode just because I mentioned research, please give it a chance. I promise that this episode is not boring or too advanced, and you will find it completely relatable and interesting, so keep listening. You will hear many of the ways skin-to-skin care positively affects the infant, their parents, Yes, both parents, not just mothers, and not just in the immediate period of the NICU journey, but for many years in the future. So stay tuned and get ready to be blown away by the amazingness of what our human bodies can do. NICU moms are a unique group of strong, brave, and proud women. It is not necessarily a group that you would choose to join, but once you are a part of it, you become part of a special tribe. To honor and celebrate all of the strong NICU mamas within the NICU community, we created NICU Mama hats. Our trucker baseball hats are multicolored and adorable. We offer two different color options of either a grayish blue with a teal bill or teal with a mustard bill and a simple leather patch that says NICU Mama. Show your pride for your brave little one and celebrate your personal strength as a NICU mama with these adorable hats. Or consider purchasing one as a gift for that strong NICU mom you know and adore. 
Our hats are adjustable, so one size fits all. We ship for free in the United States, plus a portion of the proceeds from each hat sale go into our foundation to help and support current NICU families. Grab your hat now at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash hats. That's empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash H-A-T-S. Or find the link in our show notes. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Ergo Baby. Shop confidently for your baby's carrier and swaddlers with Ergo Baby. They are acknowledged as hip-healthy products by the International Hip Dysplasia Institute, ensuring that their baby carriers are comfortable, ergonomic, and safe for your baby's hips. The carriers are ergonomically designed to cradle your baby in a natural sitting position and to evenly distribute your baby's weight between your hips and shoulders. Or consider their wraps that are perfect for your newborn through their first year. The thin, breathable fabric will keep you and your baby cool while you're close together. With the perfect amount of softness and stretchiness, find comfort knowing that your baby is secure and well-supported. Ergo Baby Reversible Strollers are a must-see. They are designed with a smart, busy parent in mind. They are lightweight, durable, and compatible with multiple infant car seats. With safety and convenience in mind, the reversible stroller allows you to seamlessly rotate the stroller handle from back to front to alternate the direction your baby or toddler is facing and to seamlessly transition them from a baby stroller into a toddler stroller once your little one is big enough. Shop all of your baby's must-haves, including Ergo Baby's baby carriers, swaddlers, wraps, sleep sacks, nursing pillows, diaper bags, and so much more at EmpoweringNICUParents.com forward slash Ergo Baby. That is EmpoweringNICUParents.com forward slash E-R-G-O-B-A-B-Y. Or find the link in our show notes. Now back to the episode. As I previously stated, we are going to dive into some of the recent amazing findings from several research studies on the benefits of kangaroo care. For this episode, I am not going to cover the basics of kangaroo care because we already did that. So I strongly recommend, if you have not already, to head back to episode 14, Kangaroo Care in the NICU, How Does It Benefit the Infant and Parents? at EmpoweringNICUParents.com forward slash episode 14. But also check out episode 15, where I specifically discuss kangaroo care in the NICU and how to address the barriers, assess for readiness, and transfer the infant safely at EmpoweringNICUParents.com forward slash episode 15. Today, we will review some of the commonly known positive effects of skin-to-skin care, but also dive a bit deeper into the topic as well. If you are a visual person like me, sometimes it's helpful to see an image to really understand something. So I previously put together a graphic that displays all of the benefits of kangaroo care in a visually appealing way. Go grab your copy at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash kangaroo graph. As you likely know, NICU infants are at risk for physical complications, including feeding difficulties, suboptimal growth, 
gastrointestinal reflux, eye complications, bronchopulmonary dysplasia, long-term neurodevelopmental abnormalities, plus more short and long-term morbidities. And unfortunately, they are also at risk for cognitive and behavior abnormalities, including variations in social and emotional development. Now, without getting too deep into fetal and neonatal development, it's important to understand that the frontal region of the brain develops late and continues to grow into early adulthood. This portion of the brain is responsible for higher level cognitive and emotional regulatory function, which means that it helps us to problem solve, regulate impulse control, as well as how we respond to situations, and it assists us with social interactions. Since it develops late, its growth is very sensitive to individual insults or differences in a child's environment. I bring this point up to remind us all that what we do either as clinicians in the NICU, even with our tiniest of patients, or our involvement as parents in the first hours and years to follow is all very impactful. We have the ability to change the trajectory of our high-risk NICU patients with positive experiences. Not only is an infant's environment the physical objects and noises around them, it is also the people, and how we as caregivers and parents interact with them is so crucial. And once you listen to some of the findings from our little literature review today, I think that the importance of our involvement will be even more apparent. One of the reasons I love to discuss skin-to-skin or kangaroo care is because it provides so many benefits, and not just to the baby, but the parents as well. I will admit that I knew kangaroo care was beneficial back when I was a NICU nurse, But it wasn't until I had my son, William, that I really understood its impact. I truly believe it was our daily kangaroo care that we did with him for hours each day that helped contribute to his success. It was also one of the few ways my husband and I could truly bond with him when he was so small. I believe, and many others do as well, that the standing transfer method is the best way to transfer an infant for kangaroo care. At one point, my friend recorded me doing a standing transfer with William so she could share it with some other nurses. If you'd like to see it so you can try it, go to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash standing transfer. But despite my personal experience, I also continue to learn more and more by reading and researching, and it blows my mind how advantageous it is in several ways and we will go on to discuss those today. Before we dive into the studies further, I also think it's important to address the stress and trauma that our NICU patients endure, as well as the parents, because as you will see, skin-to-skin care helps to negate much of that stress and trauma. According to Smith and his colleagues in a 2011 study, they discussed how the premature infant's brain is very vulnerable to stressful exposures. With increased exposures to stressors and trauma in the NICU, there was an associated decrease in brain size, which will impact neurodevelopmental outcomes later in childhood. We all know some of the common stressors NICU patients encounter, including their separation from their parents, especially their mother, pain during cares and procedures, and the overstimulating and noxious environment. 
There is a lot of pathophysiology to understand when it comes to the infant's physiological responses to stress. But simply stated, heightened levels of stress initially cause the body to release hormones, one of which is cortisol, which we will discuss further momentarily. Two of the other hormones released are epinephrine and norepinephrine, which results in increased arousal or suboptimal sleep patterns, as well as anxiety and an elevated heart rate, plus some other additional responses. The secondary response to excessive stress causes our infants to become disengaged, hypotonic, or where they have low tone, apneic when they stop breathing, or have bradycardia episodes or drops in their heart rate. Ultimately, the cascade of stressful events causes the infant's body to divert resources away from the gastrointestinal tract to the more important organs like the brain, heart, and lungs. This diversion from the GI tract results in a decrease of digestion and motility. Plus, it may cause feeding intolerance, and it will ultimately affect the infant's body and brain growth. Now back to cortisol. It is a glucocorticoid, and as I said, is released once the infant experiences short-term stress. But if the infant is exposed to prolonged elevated levels of cortisol, it can be detrimental to their body. Once cortisol levels are elevated for prolonged periods, it overstimulates neurons in the brain, can cause neuronal cell death, poor brain growth, and structural changes. These negative changes contribute to negative long-term neurodevelopmental outcomes, including learning, behavioral, mental, and physical abnormalities. Prolonged elevated levels of cortisol also lead to an inflammatory cascade that plays a role in necrotizing intercolitis, or NEC, bronchopulmonary dysplasia, or BPD, and retinopathy of prematurity, ROP, which are all common morbidities for preterm infants. Some of the stress our NICU patients experience is difficult to manage, but we as caregivers and parents need to attempt to minimize prolonged periods of excessive or repetitive stress when possible. Obviously, we need to care for the infant, and many of the procedures are medically necessary, but we need to try to mitigate the amount of stress with non-pharmacological and even pharmacological measures as much as possible to minimize the negative long-term effects. One of the most effective ways to do this is with skin-to-skin care. Infants also admitted to the NICU experience a separation from their mother in the initial moments followed by the extended time while they are in the NICU. Obviously, the separation impacts the parent-infant attachment and ability to bond in these early moments and days and even months that follow. But studies have shown that when touch is limited or eliminated, it may lead to touch starvation and result in adverse physical and psychological outcomes. What better way to prevent or minimize this touch starvation and promote parent-infant attachment than with kangaroo care? Additionally, parents who have a baby in the NICU often experience parental role alteration and do not feel like parents. Between their loss of identity as a parent, coupled with their trauma from the NICU experience, it can affect their ability to bond with and nurture their baby. NICU mothers are also at an increased risk for postpartum stress, depression, and PTSD, which may impact their ability to become involved and nurture their baby. 
We know that all babies need love and attachment, so it is crucial that we minimize parental fears, encourage their involvement and engagement, and minimize the risk of postpartum depression. And one of the most prominent ways we can accomplish this is with kangaroo care. And sadly, despite previous thoughts that infants, especially those born prematurely, do not experience or remember pain, we now know this to be inaccurate. The nerve pathways of infants mature more slowly, so infants may not withdraw in response to pain or may not display the typical pain signals, but you will note a physiological response including an elevated heart rate, fast breathing, or an elevated blood pressure. In a 2021 cross-sectional study by Asifa and colleagues, they found that on average, each infant in the NICU experiences 7.5 to 17.3 painful procedures per day. Most of those procedures are considered to be moderately to severely painful. What better way to help manage mild to moderate pain than with skin-to-skin care? Additionally, The NICU environment itself is very stressful and traumatic for our patients. The mismatch between the infant's underdeveloped coping skills with the intensely stimulating NICU environment may cause physiologic instability, adversely affect growth and development, and ultimately impact long-term neurodevelopmental outcomes. Now, it is not my intent to bring up these statistics or findings to scare NICU parents but to acknowledge that our NICU infants do have many known stressors placed on them, especially in the early NICU days, that may affect their short and long-term outcomes. I also bring these stressors up because as we review some of the findings from the studies here shortly, you will learn that practicing kangaroo care not only helps to minimize the negative effects of the parent-child separation, the stressors from the NICU environment, including painful cares and procedures, but also has many additional positive benefits. And we do know that despite all of the stress endured in the NICU, that positive experiences can negate the negative trauma and redirect the child's developmental trajectory and benefit the entire family as a whole. Now, before we move on to some of the findings, it is important to discuss the hormone oxytocin as well which is often referred to as the love hormone. Oxytocin is released in response to activation of the sensory nerves in women during labor and breastfeeding, with adults during sexual activity, and in adults and infants in response to low-intensity stimulation of the skin with touch and, as we will see, with skin-to-skin care. With the release of oxytocin, it helps support muscle tone throughout the body so infants are more able to engage with their caregivers, which promotes bonding with the release of oxytocin. With the release of oxytocin, infants are also able to more effectively feed, and it improves digestion and overall growth. Overall, it's important to remember that oxytocin is the hormone associated with affectionate behavior, bonding, and the ability to nurture relationships, whereas cortisol is released in response to stress. Okay, Now let's look at some of the findings in the literature. In a 2020 study by Hardin and colleagues, they conducted a randomized control trial to review the effects of skin-to-skin care on brain activity, the associated release of neurohormones in the mother and infant, and the neural development in full-term infants. They measured the levels of oxytocin and cortisol in both the mothers and infants 
and they measured EEG activity on the infants to examine a potential association between kangaroo care and brain development. They found that infants who received kangaroo care had significant effects on the left frontal portion of their brain, which is associated with neural maturation, language skills, problem solving, and positive emotions. In regards to the biomechanism and the levels of oxytocin and cortisol, they found moderate to large increases in oxytocin levels in the mothers and infants and a moderate decrease in cortisol. Overall, the trial showed that full-term infants respond to kangaroo care with a decreasing stress reactivity and with favorable influence on neurodevelopmental trajectories and neurobiological functions. Next, in a 2019 study by Vintner and colleagues, they examined the relationship between parental engagement and oxytocin and cortisol levels for parents who participated in skin-to-skin care. They included 28 stable preterm infants, mothers, and fathers in their randomized crossover study. Saliva samples of oxytocin and cortisol were collected in the infants and parents 15 minutes before skin-to-skin care was initiated, 60 minutes into it, and 45 minutes following skin-to-skin care. They found that oxytocin levels increased and cortisol levels decreased for the infants, mothers, and fathers compared with the initial baseline. The results also revealed that the changes in the levels of oxytocin and cortisol were associated with an increase in parental engagement. With this study, they speculated that changes in the levels of hormones during skin-to-skin care allowed the infants and parents to develop a more synchronous relationship. With the responsiveness and positive interaction during skin-to-skin care, it increases the feelings of comfort and attachment, leading to enhanced bonding, even for patients and parents in the NICU. Isn't that amazing? Yet it makes total sense. Once we are all relaxed and able to bond with and nurture our baby, we begin to become engaged, which enhances the attachment and promotes further involvement. Next, in a 2019 systematic review by Pados and Hess, they evaluated the evidence for improvements in short-term physiologic stress outcomes with skin-to-skin care. They reviewed several studies, and although there were some mixed findings, they found that overall the research supports that skin-to-skin care has a stress-reducing effect on physiologic cardiorespiratory variables. With the findings, they recommended that skin-to-skin care should be considered an essential component of providing optimal care for our NICU patients. Bader and Zanuski conducted a literature review and published it in 2017. They reviewed evidence that linked the effects of kangaroo care with the release of oxytocin and its association with postpartum depression. They consistently found that kangaroo care has a positive effect on preventing postpartum depression. As we previously reviewed, with kangaroo care, oxytocin is released, which stimulates maternal behaviors like attachment, which positively affects the mother's mood, so oxytocin has an antidepressant-like property and also decreases maternal stress. They concluded that kangaroo care should be used as a non-pharmacologic intervention to prevent or decrease the incidence of postpartum depression. Okay, next we are going to review a study done by Cho and colleagues that was published in 2016. Their goal was to identify the effects of kangaroo care on the physiologic functions of preterm infants, maternal infant attachment, and maternal stress. 
The data they evaluated for physiologic functioning included body weight, heart rate, respiratory rate, and oxygen saturations. Although there were some changes, the only function that showed statistical significance was a decrease in the respiratory rate of infants in the experimental group who received kangaroo care, whereas those in the control group had an increase in their respiratory rate. Additionally, they found that maternal infant attachment scores were higher in the experimental group who practiced kangaroo care as well as an improvement in maternal stress. Their findings support that kangaroo care not only promotes emotional bonding between mothers and their babies, but also reduces maternal stress and helps to stabilize the infant's respirations, leading it to be one of the most effective nursing interventions in the NICU. The next study by Koskum and Ganai specifically looked at the effects of kangaroo care on Turkish mothers of premature infants who were not able to breastfeed and how that affected their stress levels and the amount of their milk production. As we know, mothers who have a premature infant or any mother whose baby is in the NICU will typically have delayed and or decreased milk production. The stress and fatigue from having an infant in the NICU coupled with the maternal infant separation and the inability to put the baby to the breast sets mothers up for additional distress and it will affect milk production. The study performed a randomized control trial and had 84 couplets that practiced at least 15 to 20 minutes of kangaroo care for five days a week over three weeks. They found that the breast milk produced by their mothers who practiced kangaroo care gradually began to increase with statistical significance when compared to the mothers in the standard group. They also found that the increase in milk production of those mothers in the kangaroo care group positively affected the mother's maternal feelings and decreased their stress, which allowed them to more effectively bond with and develop relationships with their infants. They concluded by saying that kangaroo care is a very important intervention for promoting bonding between mothers and premature infants and increasing the mother's milk production. There are also a few studies, which we will not go into today, that focus on the infant's microbiome or the microbial colonization of the surfaces of the body. The microbes play an essential role in the immune system, the development of the gastrointestinal tract, plus much more. And according to Indrio and his colleagues, skin-to-skin care has the potential to positively contribute to the infant's microbiome, which has potential lifelong effects on health. The benefits of skin-to-skin care when it comes to microbiomes is actually quite fascinating. While doing skin-to-skin care, the infant has direct contact with the parent's skin microbes, which will then help to colonize the infant with healthier microbiome. Then, if the mother is nursing or pumping breast milk, she is exposed to the infant's microbes during skin-to-skin care, and her milk will actually produce an immune response to those microbes, and it will then share the immune properties with the infant through her breast milk. Isn't that so cool? It's one of the many reasons that fresh breast milk is best, because if the infant has been exposed to something, it will receive natural antibodies against it from his or her mother's milk. I find it all so fascinating. Okay, for our last study, Bigelow and Power published it in 2020, 
and they did a longitudinal study looking at skin-to-skin contact with mothers and full-term infants and did a follow-up when the children were nine years old. I point this one out because most studies are done over a few months or years, which is often a limitation to the results. But this one is unique because it looks at the positive influence of skin-to-skin care on mother-child interactions in infancy and into the children's middle childhood. After following the children at one week, one month, two months, three months, and nine years, they found that the mothers who practiced skin-to-skin care reported fewer depressive symptoms and a decrease in cortisol, remember that stress hormone, in the first month. They also found that mothers continued to breastfeed their infants through the first three months when compared with the control group. The skin-to-skin care dyads also displayed earlier mother-child reciprocity or the ability to recognize cues, signals, and communicate. The mother-child dyads who practiced kangaroo care in the nine-year follow-up showed more engagement and reciprocity at that time as well. They concluded that release of oxytocin during skin-to-skin care is an underlying factor that helped the mother-child relationship have a positive trajectory with long-term benefits. So there you have it. There are so many researchers out there who are doing great work, and I cannot thank them enough. It is through evidence found in research findings that help to drive the evidence-based care we provide in healthcare. Not that I doubted for one second all of the benefits of skin-to-skin care, but it's a great reminder of just how valuable it is for the infant, the mother, the father, and the family's long-term trajectory. To help encourage you as parents, or if you are a clinician, please share with your parents the kangaroo log we put together. I feel that it helps to encourage and empower our parents to keep trying daily kangaroo care. If they are able to visually see how much time they've been able to invest in it, see the improvements in the infant's tolerance, and document how they felt during skin-to-skin care, it can be very encouraging. Grab your copy for the kangaroo log at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash kangaroo log. I hope you found our literature review on the many benefits of kangaroo care helpful. It is just astounding how amazing our bodies are and how one simple practice between an infant and their parent can cause this beautiful, virtuous, positive cycle of unending benefits for everyone involved. With the physical, mental, and neurobiological benefits, kangaroo care is one of the most effective non-pharmacological nursing interventions used in the NICU for the care of infants and their family. With its ability to decrease pain in infants, minimize stress in infants and mothers, promote parental engagement, positively influence the infant's microbiome, stabilize an infant's physiologic functioning, improve an infant's neuromaturation, decrease the risk of postpartum depression, and improve maternal child engagement for years down the road, it is an integral component of the neuroprotective and developmental care we provide in the NICU. As I mentioned, and you just heard, with this review, not only is skin-to-skin care beneficial for the infant, but in turn, it can increase a mother's milk supply, positively affect the mother's emotions, minimize the risk of postpartum depression, and decrease their stress, which promotes their ability to bond with their infant. With parent-child attachment, 
and bonding. Parents are more likely to remain involved and engage with their infant while they're in the NICU, which allows them to learn their infant's behavioral cues and how to care for their infant in the future. Therefore, parents are able to confidently care for their infant after discharge, which continues to promote a nurturing environment and ultimately improves the infant's long-term outcomes. So please, for parents, do not underestimate the power of skin-to-skin care with your infant. And if you are a clinician, please continue to encourage it as much as possible. As always, if you know of somebody who would benefit from listening to this podcast episode, please consider sharing it with them. Thank you for tuning in to the Empowering NICU Parents podcast and have an amazing day. Remember, once empowered with knowledge, you have the ability to change the course. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Empowering NICU Parents podcast. For the show notes and any links mentioned in the episode, head to empoweringnicuparents.com. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear, so make sure you let me know in the comments section. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and consider leaving a rating. Five stars would be awesome so we can help other NICU families. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns with your NICU baby, please consult their medical care team. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.